Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Impact Cast. My name is Drew, and joining me today is AI Monster. Hello. And Richter. Hello, how is everyone? How are you guys? As always, we are here to talk about recent stuff that has happened in the gaming world and talk about what we've been playing. And so we will start with just that. Uh, as usual, I will go first. As I mentioned last time, I started playing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, as of now, I have officially completed all the main story quests and am now just waiting for the expansion to drop. We, uh... They, uh, they have a, uh... A crossover with Monster Hunter, and we just yesterday started doing the uh, Rothalos Extreme fight. That's a fun fight. <laughs> hmm. Oh, and you guys didn't even invite me. Uh, <laughs> there was a, uh, there was four of us already. Mm. Don't worry, we'll get everyone the Rothalos mount. Now that hey. I'm playing. They've had that event for a while, going on for a while, right? Yeah. Is it a limited event or is it permanent? It's, it's, it's permanent. Not limited. It's a permanent. It's. I was uh, very skeptical as an outsider um, when they announced it. I didn't think that it would turn out well. It's. Uh, it's about as close to an actual Monster Hunter experience you could possibly get in that style of MMO. Although the ping can get a bit annoying. <laughs> It's fine. It you can just uh, count that off as uh, old-fashioned Monster Hunter hitbox. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's the classic Monster Hunter experience right there. So, what have you been playing, AI? Oh my God, I've been playing Grand Blue Versus Beta. How's that been? Ah, oh, I love it so much. Yeah. It's such a good fighting game. Very um, very casual friendly. Nice. I mean, all the inputs are the hardest input is probably like a dragon punch. That's it. Well, actually, technically, there's double quarter circles, but you also have the option to do um, to do the special moves with just R one in a directional. Oh, neat! But it puts you on a longer cooldown if you use that. So all the skills have cooldowns. Um, all the special moves have cooldowns in the game. Usually, most most special moves have zero, and then you could do an EX move, which gives you like a ten second cooldown if you if you choose to do that one instead. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. It's more like Street Fighter than Guilty Gear or Boys Blue, it's, which is it's made by Arc System, right? Yeah, it's yep. made by Arc System Marks, but they're kind of using it's more based on footsies and. Um, and then instead of like just straight up rush down pressure, there's no air dash. Neat. But um, if you do dash in a game, it's very committal because you can't um, you can't immediately block after dashing like most uh, arc system works. Um, so, but it gives you a ton of meter just for rushing. Forward. I mean, I really love it. Uh, I, I, graphically, it's probably the best looking. Uh, wait, I mean, I'd argue it's the best-looking PlayStation 4 game. Ah, oh, that's high praise. Yeah, I mean, Guilty Gear was also pretty pretty amazing-looking as well. If you ever seen Guilty Gear, I mean, I wish you could play it, but I know you hate Grand Blue. 
I don't hate Grand Blue. I don't know anything about Grand Blue. It's fate that I hate. I didn't. I didn't know anything about Grand Blue either, and I, I really like the characters in this game. And I tried getting into. I tried to play the mobile game, mm-hmm. or the browser game. It's not even a mobile game. You could play it on mobile, but it's more a browser game, and uh, it was just I couldn't do it. <laughs> And I had no problem playing mobile games, but it was just it was just too clunky and um It was not meant for a mobile. I hear I hear like it picks up a lot uh, as you as you progress through the story, like it actually has a decent story around it. I know that the, there's an anime too for it and the anime's garbage, but the people are saying it's just because the anime is the adaptation of the beginning of the story and the beginning song. But it picks up a lot. It's not that bad, I'm gonna be honest. I'm still waiting for that, um, well, I guess Platinum's not on it anymore, but the, uh, one that Platinum was helping make. Yeah, yeah, there, so I'm, I'm excited for that too, but, uh, you should, you should try out the next beta, I think you might enjoy it, it's pretty, pretty simple to pick up. Yeah, let me know when the uh, next one starts. But I, I pretty much won every single match I was playing against. <laughs> I, I was dominating people pretty hard because, you know, I've been playing fighting games for 25 years. It's like, yeah. Most people don't have my experience, even though my input, my, uh, my, my skill with the inputs and everything is not that great. So some, when some, when something's more casual rolls around like blaze blue cross tag or, uh, I do really well in those games because I don't have to worry too much about inputs. Like King of Fighters, I, I do get beat a lot when I play online because there's just so much complexity to the input, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm just not that skilled at that. I do have an arcade stick and everything too. I should be better at it. I know everyone nowadays uses hitboxes and whatnot, but but you don't really need it. Don't really need what. Oh, the hip, the hitbox. Yeah. No, hit you don't. You don't need a hitbox. Um, they're the, they recently banned Daigo's hitbox from tournaments, mm-hmm. and you, and there's a whole bit of controversy around that. Um, so it's like it does make it make things easy. Like you could do, especially with charge moves, you could do you could do like a Guile's flash kick. A lot, a lot faster because you don't have that delay from going down and up on the stick. You're just pressing two buttons. Well, what have you been playing, Rector? Um, I've also been playing Final Fantasy XIV a bit too much. Uh, I may have been going slightly insane when it gets comes to the grinding, but not only that, I've been playing Dead Cells, which is a roguelike Dark Souls, pretty much. That is a great well, I, game. I say Dark Souls, but it's not as like mind-numbingly hard. It's just if you die, you it hurts. Yeah, it's uh very much a uh, roguelike Metroidvania type game. That it's uh, it's just really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unlike Dark Souls, it's roguelike, so your experience changes every time around. Yeah, every time you play. I actually wanted to pick this game up, but I wasn't. I, ne- I never just got around to it. I've been trying to clear out my backlog as much as possible. I'd recommend it. Very sure. much so. I yeah. It's uh, it's 
pro it's one yeah it's one of those uh really good indie games that deserve the whatever you can give it there's so many of these um side scrolling dark souls like games now there is already came out already there was another one that was just recently the release date was announced for it i can't even remember it blasphemous i think yeah that one yeah yeah there's, there's a lot of them and i think it's like the new metrovania for yeah or or, or uh the speedy plat- difficult platformer <laughs> like celeste and super me boy those were really popular for quite a while it's funny you got for for triple a you got the open room well, i think uh i think we'll move on to uh the news now uh regarding news it's relatively slow it's the upcoming weeks to e3 so everyone's on their best behavior um hmm. so when it comes to news we don't have much but uh announcements we've got probably about a truckload so uh let's get this started uh X- xbox game pass has come to pc uh they just released it today actually um the first month is a dollar, and after that, every following month is five bucks. Uh, at launch, they have over a hundred games. Uh, some of the stuff you'll see is a lot of their games that they have on PC, like the Gears of War 1 remake and Gears of War 4, um, the Halo Wars games. Um, there's some pretty big third-party games uh, like Valkyria Chronicles, um, some good indie games like the Banner Saga. Uh, let's see. They've also got Titan Quest Anniversary. There's a whole bunch of stuff on that. And for five bucks a month for those hundred games, it's a pretty damn good deal, if I have to say so myself. I mean, if you're gaming on a budget, this is the way to do it. You just pay five bucks a month, and that's it. You're done. You don't need to do anything else with your gaming budget. And if they update this like they do the uh, regular Game Pass, that you know you'll get like five, six games every month. It's pretty good. And all in all, you really only need to play one game a month for it to be worth it. They're also stating since it's uh, they're pushing towards that um, the play anywhere for all their upcoming titles. So every new Xbox game that comes out will be part of both the regular Game Pass for Xbox and the PC Game Pass too. So yeah, very good deal. Uh, people have been wanting a Netflix for games for a while now. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'll admit I was one of those people who really wanted to learn with this, but I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I'll have to wait for like everything to actually, you know, roll out, you know? Well, I mean, it's already rolled out. You can start today. Uh, right. Take, yeah, you can, after this, take a look at all the games in there and see if there's anything that catches your fancy and give it a try. I'll try. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like... Them? I feel like this is the best value so far of the services like by by far. Like PlayStation now is has probably more games and you could play that on PC as well. But I think the the Xbox Game Pass just being a lot cheaper and and just in general I think the quality of the titles is a bit higher on the Xbox Game Pass as well. Well the issue with I, I see with PlayStation now is that most of the games you still have to stream. Yeah, you still have to do the streaming. These ones you can just straight up download. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just a better service than PS Now in general. And oh, yeah. More newer titles on there than the um, the the PlayStation Now. I think they're they're pretty much the market leader in terms of the in terms of the whole uh, Netflix for gaming. Well, while we are uh, on the topic of Netflix for gaming, uh, we have some more news on the Stadia. Uh, it is in fact not going to be a Netflix for gaming. Uh, Stadia they had their big uh, connect. Uh, I think it was Thursday. Uh, to head off E3, they released a bunch of information on it finally. We now know the internet connection required for a lot of this stuff. Uh, for 4K, you're going to well, need, well, for 4, 4K, quote unquote, you will need 35 megabits per second. Let's say that we know what they told us about yeah. what the connection required is because that doesn't mean in reality it's going to be no. well no. 35 megabits. It's it's also it's also a streaming service, so 4K is you have to take with as much salt as you can possibly fit in your hand, because it's gonna be you know crappy. <laughs> like it, sure, it's got 4K pixels, but it's you know artifact and crappy and just crappy. Hmm. Um, they've got a $130 Founder Edition. Uh, with it, you get a, one of the controllers. Uh, a Chromecast Ultra, three months of Stadia Pro, and three months of Stadia Pro for a friend. Um, that will get you access to it sooner than uh, everyone else, I believe, if I recall correctly. Uh, I'm wondering if you could use, you could buy two, if if you and a friend buy a Stadia Pro, if you could gift each other the subscription and add on to the current subscription. I'm wondering if that's a possibility. I'm guessing it's not. I would imagine it probably wouldn't be. I feel like that'd be a pretty easy way to dupe it. I don't think it would kill them, but... No. Um, there's also a uh, free edition. that So there's two forms of Stadia out. There's going to be a Stadia Pro. That'll get you your 4K streaming, um, HDR, 5 to 1 surround, all that stuff. Uh, with it, you get it, it's kind of like um, uh, Gold and PlayStation Plus, where you get uh, free games. We don't know how how many you get per month, but they said that they will be adding free games. Um, there's also uh, sales that are exclusive to Pro uh, subscribers, um, so that that's pretty much what you get with that. Uh, there's the base version, which is free. That is going to be 1080 streaming, um, and that's pretty much it. You you can play the games that you bought <laughs> with the base version. Now that's not coming out till 2020, though. They said it won't be. No, I I assume with the uh, founder edition early adopter stuff, that's all. They're essentially going to be beta testing it for them. Here, here's my worry. Um, right now, they've only announced that Destiny Two will be free at launch, and that's probably going to be pretty much it at launch. So that's that's already pretty a pretty bad sign that they're not going to be adding uh, very many games in that frequent 
frequently adding a lot of free games because if there's only one title available for free at launch, that's and and it's also been available for PlayStation Plus for free as well with uh, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, not to mention that the base version of Destiny is also going to be free to play, coming soon. Yeah. So like it's kind of a bad foot forward for the studio. Like yeah. offering a game for free that's was free and technically might be free come twenty twenty, at least I, for base. I think they're hoping that the four um, K. Uh, HDR buzzwords will sell it more than the free games will. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. So. I don't really think most people are gonna pay more money to just upgrade to a 4K streaming service, especially when they don't have the internet to do 4K. I don't. I don't see the value in Stadia Pro right now. Okay, it's great that the base edition is free, and I think that there might be some value in the the base edition right now i just don't see the pro as being any as as an having any sort of value at the price it's 9.99 a month so which is about similar to um the one month subs for gold and uh, well nobody nobody uses the one month subs for gold and plus i mean they use the the yearly which is like half off and and you're getting way more free games at least off the bat you're gonna you're gonna have at least two off the bat instead of one and and every other month you're i mean every month you're gonna have two more on top of that at least two more yeah and there's 31 games at launch uh only one of it's an exclusive and i kind of had to dig and that's guilt which is uh, what was the studio behind guilt I, i mean we're gonna see a trailer for it later uh some indie studio i think yeah, it was a popular indie studio. They make good games. Behind what game? Guilt. Guilt. Uh, I will it's like you. a we were, we were joking. Uh, just from the trailer, um, it's like a, just a horror game where you play as a little girl and you're trying to escape. That would have been the perfect VR title. <laughs> yeah, it would have. Um, I don't think any of the Stadia games are going to be. So that's another downside. <laughs> well, I don't think it would be able to support uh, VR. I mean, I mean, it streams. It's just a stream to the display, just like anything. Yeah, so but you'd be streaming it from the internet and then to the display. I think there'd be a pretty yeah, disorientating delay. Too much, too much lag. You're probably, and that's a kind of a disadvantage of streaming right now. Yeah. Um. As far as compatibility goes, they didn't really say much here. Um, just works with Chrome, Chrome-enabled devices and Google Pixel phones. Anything that can, anything. anything that has a Chrome browser or can support a Chrome browser, you can play on. Well, uh, I don't know if that's one hundred percent true about the anything that supports a Chrome browser because an Android phone can support a. Uh, phone browser, but is it going to be powerful enough to, to stream? Is well, it going to actually work well on on a, on a phone? I don't think it's it, not a Google Pixel. Well, it's it, it it's a stream. It doesn't need to be powerful. All the power is being handled on there. Well, it I mean, is it, is it going to be built? Is it going to be built to stream on an Android phone that isn't a Google Pixel phone? Uh, That's what I'm getting at. 
probably yeah, not. We don't know that yet. Yeah, we don't know that yet. So there's a lot of a lot of questions up in the air. They they did answer some with the pricing and when it's going to launch and things like that, but it's still kind of like. I think people have a lot of questions regarding this system and people are, it has not been well received at all. I think this has had worse reception than uh, PlayStation Vita and uh, Oya. Yeah. Well, they, the, uh, their connect wasn't very good. They spent more time trying to throw the wool over our eyes than anything. Hmm. Yeah. I heard him mention that they have no idea how to market to gamers and that kind of, kind of shows. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was uh, it was a pretty bad thing. Uh, I pre-ordered uh, just because I like what I was getting with the Founder Edition. Because uh, even if it fails, I still get value out of it with a controller. Because I can I collect controllers, and then there's also a Chromecast that I can easily re-gift. Yeah, and as of right now, I'm not going to buy the Stadia Pro. But I might try the the uh, the base edition. Maybe you could give me your free months of Stadia Pro. Yeah, I was actually thinking that it might be. I was gonna test it first before I gave it away. But I was thinking that I could throw that up as a giveaway. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool too. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, for those that pre-order, uh, we get access November fifteenth, I believe. Or 13th? Let me double check here. I think it was November 15th. God, why is everything November 15th? Alright. Well, Halfway through November, I guess. We'll learn soon enough how well this runs, and uh, you know, we'll be back here in November to either rip it apart or sing it praise. Or at least I will. So on to our next topic. Uh, Xseed is in hot water over stupid policy. Uh, apparently they remove credits for people that were working on games that left mid-project. Yeah, and somebody brought this light that somebody who worked on the game didn't get credit, and people are pretty upset about that. I mean, it's a dumb policy. That is a pretty dumb policy. I mean, yeah, that's effectively just saying, yeah, you work on it, now get out. Leave your credit behind. Well, that, those credits are necessary for these people to find new employment. It's The right. credits are essentially a person's resume in the industry. It's just so spiteful, you know? It's, it's a very, it very much is a dick move. Uh, oh, God. Now I'm, like, reminded of that stupid meme. Um, you know the one where you worked on this? No, I worked on this. <laughs> Like, that's effectively what it is. Dear God. <sighs> Speaking of things that really went south... Yeah. The uh, Twitch page for Artifact was uh, all in all sorts of disarray uh, over the past couple weeks here. Uh, apparently, non-Artifact stuff were showing up in that stream, such as movies, uh, like stuff currently in theaters, like Detective Pikachu and Avengers Endgame. Uh, there was some, there was some pornographic materials, and uh, Twitch had to suspend the uh, artifact stream. There was a lot of hentai. There was a. I kind of feel bad for Steam, for this. Yeah. But at the same time, it's their own making. 
Well, I'm looking at like the gameplay right now. What is this supposed to be? It's a Dota card game because Steam needed a card game because everybody has a card game now. Well, everyone had a card game. <laughs> Nobody yeah. cares anymore to do that. No, only... it's just like way too late to the party. Yeah, I mean, uh, MTG Arena is probably the newest entry, but they're obviously going to survive because it's Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, uh, nothing is going to live past uh, Hearthstone, and uh, I maybe there's another one that's popular that I'm not aware of, but pretty much the big dogs are MTG Arena and Hearthstone. I'm yeah. just glad I finally got to watch Nekopara uncensored on Twitch. <laughs> God. Ugh. Well. It's always fun. So I think we will uh, move on to new releases. These are the new games. These are some of the new games that will be coming out in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll start with June 11th, which is the upcoming Tuesday. That is going to be Dragon Star Varnier for PS4. What, uh, I didn't actually get a chance to look at this. I'm taking a look. Oh, Idea Factory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so this was a, this isn't compile our game, I think. Is it really? I, yeah, and um, I I was saying it. Yeah, it's compile art. I was saying in um, Weep Chat that this actually reviewed pretty damn well for a compile art game. It's got an 83 on Metacritic right now, which is very good score. Wow, that's actually yeah. impressive. <laughs> They've been steadily improving all their games. Um, the last game they released, uh, Death's End Request, I think that's a 79 on Meta Metacritic, which is way higher than any uh, previous compile art games. I think, like, Neptunia, one of their... So, from the trailer, what I can gather is you're fighting flying monsters on broomsticks as witches. And one guy. Yeah, because our... Yeah. I mean, I I'm considering picking this up to see like I the I don't really like Compile Heart at all. Like I think they're garbage, but they've been getting so they've been just steadily increasing their Metacritic scores on their games, uh, doing better and better. So I want to see like okay, is this as much garbage as? <laughs> oh God, please no. Because this is this is actually a well-reviewed game. I would say 83 is a good score. Mm. Yeah. All right. But that comes out June 11th for PS4. Yep. So we will... Uh, the next game on our list here is one that a lot of people have been waiting for. Uh, Zerlik being one of them after it kind of screwed them last year in the draft. Uh, we're talking about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night uh, coming out June 18th for PS4 and X-Bone with a Switch coming, I think, the 23rd. Mm -hmm. um, this is a, a new uh, Castlevania-esque game uh, that was kickstarted back in, what, 2015, 2014? Yep. It's been a long time. And, well, there's a good reason for that, I think. Yeah. Um, you remember how alpha the, the game looked like when builds were shown around? Yeah, or... it, 
it looked like they redid the entire art style uh, from the original conception to uh, the new release version. Yeah. It's like, he took uh, the developer, I think his name is Iga? Uh, I don't know. Um, he took the all the feedback and instead of, you know, complaining or saying that everyone else is wrong, he took it, I think he actually took, he and his team took it on themselves to improve. So, and if anything, that's a reason to buy the game right there, having a developer listen to his audience. And improve it did, because it looks about a million times better than it used to. It had that weird kind of like glossy, um, like a gelatinous ooze everything looked like. It was weird. Yeah. The trial you're watching right now is also making fun of that fact. Like, they had all the comments on the internet. Um, yeah. In the beginning of the trailer. And then, and then on, on one side it says poop. And then the other. <laughs> yeah, no. The fact that they went out of their way to redo the visuals just to make sure everyone was pleased with the final outcome. Yeah. Though, let's be honest, they really needed to remake that first boss. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks really good now. Um, I was kind of skeptical, like, like you said, when we were seeing some of the footage, it just wasn't really really up to par. And now I think it's it looks really good. Uh, we'll have to see if the gameplay holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll find out soon enough. I've got that pre-ordered. Uh, mostly Me because, too. Mostly because it, it comes with a, uh, a steelbook. And I like my steelbook. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on to the next games. Uh, these are coming out on June 21st. We'll start with Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. This is a remake. Uh, it's essentially a one-for-one -one remake with better graphics of the original uh, Crash Team Racing game. Uh, this is going to be done by Activision, as you could probably guess, uh, since they did the Crash Bandicoot uh, remakes. Does that mean they game off loot boxes? <laughs> no. Which they yeah, better not. It better not. But it's a it's a kart racing game, so there's a there's a chance it might, because I did see cosmetics. But uh, I am very excited for this. Uh, I loved um, the original Crash Team Racing. I think it had, well, first off, it had a story mode, which I really like in my um, kart racing games. Mm -hmm. And then second, I just have fond memories of it. And I'm glad it's coming back as I felt with Crash and Spyro. Yeah. Um, like, honestly, if it... So, this is, like, my stance on if there is going to be a loot box system, which I seriously hope there is not. If it's just something for, like, simple aesthetics, something that does not affect your overall gameplay performance, like, if, like there's no special engine parts or whatever... Don't, don't do that. Don't make that concession. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't give them an inch. They will take a mile. Okay, yeah, fine. I, re I, I retract my statement. If there's a loot box system here, I'm not buying this game. Pretty much. I'll say, I'll just say that. Crash because... Team Racing, personally. Sorry? I don't care about Crash Team Racing. Ah, oh, it's so good. I mean, to each their own. Anyways, I am excited for that. It looks fantastic. The guys did a great job of uh, updating everything to make it look shiny and new, as they did with Crash. So, thumbs up for me so far. 
Yep. On to our next game. This one I am super excited for. This is Judgment. This is made by the Like a Dragon Studio in Japan, famous for making the Yakuza games. I love the Yakuza games, and this game looks amazing. Uh, this is going to be what I it what it seems like it's going to be a mix between the Yakuza games and Phoenix Wright, and I'm very much happy about that. So I'm watching the trailer here. Um, I'm also getting some Arkham vibes, like at least combat. Well, that's the uh, that's the Yakuza uh, that's the Yakuza combat style that they have. It's all about oh, that. Okay. It's all about uh, hitting people, hitting people so hard that they should die, but they immediately get up after the fight and walk away. Mm-hmm. Like you know, pile driving someone into a brick and mortar street, neck first, and they just bounce back up. Yeah. So, I can't help but notice that the objective and like the trailer here is saying defend yourself. Yet you're the one beating the hell out of everyone. <laughs> like. Um, are you, is that for them or for us? Well, I mean, they outnumber you. (laughs) But, But, yeah. I might pick this up just because of how insane this looks. They are, um, they're great games. They, uh, do kind of get repetitive, though, because, like, all the games in the series take place in the same district in Japan. So you get this, like, you know, three city block area um, that you explore in all these games and it's all the same but uh, the story it's fantastic they it's well written and then it, you go from like super serious moments to doing karaoke in a bar and like music video ensues what yes they're 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 very Japanese games and um, they're some of my favorites so more of that is always good all right on to our next game here. Uh, this is coming out on June 23rd. We have The Sinking City. Uh, this is going to be the PS4 version. Um, the Xbox and PC version release uh, later on. I think the 29th, I believe. Or the 27th. This is a... Sure. This is a uh, Lovecraftian horror uh, mystery game. And, I mean, just from that description alone, you can pretty much already guess how this game is going to turn out. <laughs> so it's not really survival horror, is it? No, it's just like a... kind of like a narrative psychological horror uh, adventure game. I see. Are you sure it's not survival horror? Because I get that vibe. I definitely get that vibe from the track. Is it? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, I get it. Because I am getting that just a little bit. Like I... And- I would assume being Lovecraftian, there's like an insanity meter yet. Or sanity meter, not insanity. <laughs> I just assumed that it was going to play like the Call of Cthulhu game that was released earlier, uh, I think last year. I mean, there's definitely adventure game elements to it with investigations, stuff like that, but there's, there's combat, sure, combat. Actually, I'm also getting some Eleanor vibes. Like, if Eleanor was more supernatural and all that, what am I looking at? Some sort of Elder Tor. Anyways. Yeah. Find out more about that later. I don't know. The, the attempts that they make at um, um, these Lovecraftian horrors always seem to 
fall flat on their face. There were some really good ones released uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Alright. Well, I think we will uh, move on to games that have been announced. Uh, fair warning, there is a lot of announcements. Um, we are not going to be able to get through all of them. Uh, I suggest uh, if you want to round up all this stuff, I would check out sites like Gamatsu or whatever your favorite video game um, news website is. They probably have a list of everything that's been announced. Um, so we'll just start with uh, the stuff that we found interesting. Uh, starting off, uh, not necessarily an interesting game. Uh, interesting name choice, however. Activision has announced their new Call of Duty game. Uh, it's called Modern Warfare. What? This is a, this is a new game. I've never heard this title. Right? I'm I'm surprised it took them this long to come out with a game with this title. Um, I wonder what their next Call of Duty game is going to be called. Is it going to be called Black Ops? <laughs> it's uh, I I don't. Will the next one be World War? Right. I don't know. I don't know why they decided to name it Modern Warfare. I assume so that people would be dumb enough to buy it because people like Modern Warfare. But I believe that those people that are dumb enough to buy it were already burnt by the Modern Warfare Remastered version, where they sold you the DLC for more. Also added microtransactions. In my opinion, uh, this is a flaming pile of garbage. I just wanted to bring it up because they named it Modern Warfare. You see people are burnt. Uh, you say people are burnt about it, but people keep buying this game. It's like a best-selling game every and we uh... I don't know. I don't know how you can have a um, live service that comes out every year. I don't know why people still buy it, but teach their own, I guess. Alright, uh, next announcement here is Ghostbusters Remastered. This is the Ghostbusters for the Xbox 360 and all that stuff. Um, this was a great game. Glad to see it remastered. Uh, this is all going to be coming out for the PS4, the Xbox One, the Switch, and the PC. Also, I have no idea what that video didn't play. I don't know. Alright. Yeah, I, I got nothing. <laughs> it, it's just a good game. I'm, I'm glad to see it coming back so I can play it again. It's the good Ghostbusters game. Yeah, it There's is. Two. All right. Uh, on to, well, this one's pretty exciting. Death Stranding finally has a uh, release date. Uh, they put out a bunch of uh, gameplay, uh, well, I guess gameplay footage for it as well. But uh, this is coming out November 8th. Uh, so get ready. <laughs> because this mindfuck is a coming. And that's for PS4, right? Yeah, this is a PS4 exclusive. I don't, I don't know what this game is still. Like, I think I, we kind of have an idea, but I think it's just Metal Gear. <laughs> I think it's just him being weird again. It's yeah, it's very weird. It's <laughs> I mean uh, the uh, I I assume the point of it is to make America whole again because that's what they said multiple times in the trailer. Yeah, I man is joking about his shoots and ladders. <laughs> uh, laugh all you want. That ladder mechanic is awesome. I suppose. I have I... to see like how how in depth it goes. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a great game. Uh, I'm sure this is going to score a hundred and one. 
<laughs> I think it would still be weird as fuck. Well, if it, I'm expecting that, in all honesty. I think, uh... I think the real um, highlight of the announcement video, though, is that they have confirmed that there is a man named, uh, what was it, Die Hardman? Oh my god. That's my porno name. <laughs> he wears a mask, too. It's awesome. Kojima knows what I want, and he gives it to me. He gives me ladders and Die Hardman. That's something. That sounds like something out of like a pseudo game. Let's be honest. It does. I mean, they're both equally insane. I, I think Kojima is weird in pseudo. Pseudo, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, as uh, as usual for any big release, they've got a bunch of different versions that you can get up all the way from your base sixty dollar version all the way to a two hundred and fifty dollar version with it. Uh, with a box comes with a box. I'm predicting this gets pushed pushed back. I don't. Does it come with a baby thing? I don't. Yes, it does come with a baby thing. It does, oh. and I don't. You have a little baby backpack. I don't think it's going to be pushed back because they already pushed back. Um, uh, Druckmann's zombie game. What is that? The Last of Us Two. Yeah, I I think it. I actually think the um the limited edition for this game looks pretty good, but it's like. I'm gonna buy a limited edition for a game. I really don't know too much. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna at least get the um, seventy dollar version because Steelbook. Yeah, we know you have a Steelbook fetish. I do. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this game. It looks interesting. I uh, it's gonna be weird, and I'm all for weird. I'm not too impressed with the combat. To be to be honest. <laughs> they do, do seem to put a lot of uh, a lot of effort into the physics. The more you carry, the more weighted down you are. You sort of in water and things like that. It just like too way too much detail in that. Red Dead Redemption Two style detail. Yeah. All right. So next on our list here is we have a Destroy All Humans remake. Um, they released, uh, THQ Nordic released a trailer earlier in the week, which was just a thinly veiled Rammstein vi uh, music video, uh, announcing a remake of the first Destroy All Humans. Uh, I am a massive fan of the Destroy All Humans franchise. Um, I think uh, either last year or the year before, I uh, platted it again on PS4, the first one. So uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to go through all that again. I haven't ever played the original, so watching the trailer, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's really um, like comedic horror, uh, cheesy sci-fi kind of game. Uh, pretty much what you would expect from a double A title. It's not anything that'll blow your mind, but it's just mind-numbing fun. Ah, I, see. I, thought, I thought this is a pretty weird choice for a remaster. Although I guess. THQ Nordic doesn't really have much they could remaster. The, what do you mean? Not they own everything now. Every, everything that used to make double A's they own now. I mean, they also announced a SpongeBob game or a SpongeBob remake. Wait, but what? like, what game? What what other game would they remaster? I don't know. Like that would be bigger than this. I can't think of anything. <laughs> 
don't know. They've got all of the uh, old THQ games, so they've got a lot to pick from, and uh, I'm just glad they picked Destroy All Humans. Hopefully that'll lead to more. So next on our list here is one that a lot of people were kind of surprised to see, mostly because the last game was like almost 20 years ago. Uh, we got ourselves Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, this is going to be made by um, Larian Studios, the guys that made Divinity Original Sin uh, 1 and 2. Uh, so expect their odd humor in it. Um, this was shown at the Stadia conference, and they confirmed that this will be coming for PC and Stadia. Uh, I do believe it's going to be on Steam, so that's a good thing. Uh, in the trailer, you see a man uh, in a desolate city, and he is slowly turning into an ood. And with that sentence, I have pissed off everyone who plays D&D. I mean... I'm excited for Baldur's Gate 3. I'm excited that Larian Studios is doing a Baldur's Gate 3. This trailer does nothing for me. <laughs> it's just an announcement trailer. It doesn't show anything. Um, they did confirm that this is going to be using the modern 5E system, so that is going to be uh, different than what the other two Baldur's Gates were using, so I assume all hopes of save transferring has been dashed, so you will not be able to bring your hero from the second game. At least that's what I'm expecting, unless they do something weird. I don't know, I think uh, Larian does great, uh, does a great job. I wouldn't want to, I, I wouldn't want Obsidian to handle this, because uh, I I, well, I guess they're owned by Microsoft now, so we wouldn't really have to worry about Epic Game Store exclusivity, but I'd still think uh, Larian does a much better job of making CRPGs than uh, Obsidian has recently. Alright, on to the next announcement here. We have Darksiders Genesis. This is a spin-off in the Darksiders franchise. Uh, this is actually going to be the first time that you get to play as Strife, the uh, last of the siblings of the apocalypse um so i was kind of hoping for that uh, they they teased that they were going to um announce a new darksiders game i was hoping for darksiders 4 uh though it was pretty soon after this is pretty soon after darksiders 3 came out so i can't fault them uh this is going to be like a top-down action adventure game where you get to play as both strife and war mm-hmm uh, I mean the it the it looks fine. I'm obviously gonna get it because I'm I I like the Darksiders games. Um, I'm not incredibly blown away by it, but uh, it'll be I fine. Got Diablo online, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's yeah, it's an uh, isometric action game, so it'd be like that. I can't imagine that it's gonna be like loot heavy, like um. Uh, Darksiders 2 was. Mm. But, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, I mean, I'm pretty unimpressed by it. If, if I'm honest, same. It's, this is being developed by the guys that made Battle Chasers. Um, Night War. Uh, that was a fine game. So mm. I'm sure these guys will do a good job. But yeah, I, I can understand... If you are an outsider to the series, this game probably doesn't isn't going to impress you. I think this is mainly for the people that still like the franchise. Mm-hmm. The Darksiders, the, the the last Darksiders release, even make them any money? Uh, they 
I think within the first week, they were already profitable with it. <sighs> so they have a, a $50 budget? <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's not a you know, it's it's a it's a low cost developed game. Um, I think that's what. I didn't what... You spending sixty dollars for it. <laughs> that's like, true. It looked like it looked like a good forty dollar game, or even thirty dollars in money. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I liked it. It was fine. Uh, it was. You know, they with every with every um Dark game they mix up genre they steal from a different game um you know with the first one it was legend of zelda with the second one it was uh, a much better action game <laughs> and with the third one it was definitely dark dark souls um so eh. hey what game's a better action game than zelda no 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 uh, no, uh i was meaning as a I, I couldn't think of anything that um uh oh, i'm just i'm just fucking with you okay <laughs> Well, I think we'll move on to the next game here. Pokemon Sword and Shield has a release date, uh, November 15th. Um, they had a uh, Nintendo Direct uh, this week or last week, somewhere, uh, uh, showing off the new region, um, some new Pokemon. Uh, Wulu is obviously the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We'll get viewers with that one. Um, oh, my God. They uh, showed off the legendaries. I'm unimpressed. This is probably the first one that I'm going to actually have to wait to see um, what the exclusive Pokemon for each version is before I actually get it. Um, what, you mean Sif and Shogaleo? Shogaleo yeah. with a different style of name? Shogaleo Dog. This fucking gibberish now. Um, <laughs> I already know my first generation Pokemon. <laughs> Old school. I don't know anything else. <laughs> Except like what I saw on Detective Pikachu. <laughs> as um, uh, as uh, as y'all know, um, that I've seen it. Uh, it's this is this is essentially Britain that this is all based off of. Um, so every gym is a soccer field. Uh, the freaking uh champion of the region is a soccer player, obviously. So gotta have that. Oh. He's not a soccer player. He's a king soccer player. Yeah, the king of soccer. <laughs> uh, as custom with every uh, generation of Pokemon uh, since X and Y, uh, they have a new uh, mechanic in it. Um, with X and Y, they added Mega Evolutions, probably the best thing that they've done. Uh, in Sun and Moon, they added Z-Moves, which kind of sucked. And in Sun and Sword and Shield, we have Dynamaxing. Your Pokemon can now become a three-story kaiju with stronger moves for three turns. To which I have to ask, why? Because they need to shake it up, which I'm happy that they can still find new ways to shake up the, uh, uh, the it, it's been, you know, around for over a, two decades now at this point. And so innovation... Why do you have to ask why for transforming into kaiju? I mean, that speaks for itself. That's that's the reason in and of itself. Yeah, it's badass. I think so. My thing is, why not just bring back everything and just combine them? It's like, imagine a mega evolution using an even stronger variant of a Z move. 
I, I, I'm going to tell you why. Because Mega Evolutions by themselves were OP as fuck. Such in the way that Mega Evolutions were on ban lists. I'm looking at you, Mega Blaziken. There's no way that you should be that broken. <laughs> and I mean, regarding, I am. regarding the Dynamax systems, it has... Was it confirmed that every gym will at least use it once? Yep, every gym leader will be using a Dynamax. Um, uh, so th how this works is you get one charge of Dynamax, you choose your Pokemon that you Dynamax, and you Dynamax them. Uh, they are then enlarged, they are stronger for three turns, and then they revert to normal size. Um, so that is just a new uh, stratagem in your arsenal in the game. I'm sure that they brought back Z-moves, and I'm sure that damn well they better have Mega Evolutions. It's like, in that case, doesn't that... My main concern with Dynamax is that it'll just be like a one-and-done sort of gimmick sort of thing, because all you have to do is wait for them to deem Dynamax, then you Dynamax, so you have the advantage or something like that. Who knows? Or is it... Because what I'm hoping is... When the gym leader's at his final, his or her final Pokemon, he declares both of us D-Max at the same time for our fin for the finish. <laughs> Giant kaiju battle. On Dynamaxing isn't just limited to gym battles. Who he remembers Pokemon Go's rating system. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. So it's in this game. Yeah. So there is between. So all of these cities surround a big open plains area that the you know changes depending on the weather um it, it's neat because you actually get to see the pokemon in the wild kind of like uh, pokemon go but uh one of the key features in that area in the wilds as they call it is uh these raids um where you and three other players uh team up to fight a permanently dynamaxed pokemon um so in that system, only one person is allowed a Dynamax, so essentially you got to work together to figure out who's going to beat the crap out of it. Um, once you beat that Pokemon, everybody gets a chance to capture it, and there are certain Pokemon that can only be caught in the Dynamax raids. See, now that also... I know that's meant to be like a teamwork thing. My main concern is if, if one person catches it, the other three are just screwed. I think... I think everybody gets, like, everybody gets their own version of it. Um, so, like, so kind of like how it is in the Pokemon Go app currently, everyone joins in on the raid. Once it's been brought down, everyone gets their instance of, individual instance to catch it, you mean? Yeah. I hope that's the case. Because if that, because if not, there's just, because... If that's not the case, it's going to be a rush of who can hit the Dynamax button first, because you're only limited to one Dynamax per raid, and who can cap who can capture it first. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's, you know, there's still some time for them to come out with new information. This was a pretty short direct. Um, they'll obviously give some more news at the Nintendo Direct, uh, the E3 Direct, and then there'll probably be more information closer to the launch. Yep. Uh, anyways, I'm excited. Um, all the starters look awesome. Uh, legendaries, I'm a little disappointed in, but the, the, I I don't play for the legendaries. I swear to God, I hope nothing none of them turn into base type plus fighting. <laughs> oh God, they all turn into just fighting types. No. We need more fighting legendaries. No, I meant the starters. Oh, 
yeah, we don't need another firefighting. Watch, this time we have a grass fighting. I'd take that. Except four times weakness to flying. <laughs> Not good. Anyways, uh, we'll move on to... Uh, here are... Yeah, sorry. Uh, they showed off some gameplay for Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, the first thing I thought when I saw this is, boy, did I do I wish that this was Project Ragtag. Project what? Ragtag. What? The, you need to explain that. This Project Ragtag was the Amy Hennig um, uh, oh, okay. led yeah. Star Wars game that they canceled because, you know, they couldn't get it, recurrent user spending, but then they made this after. I mean, yeah, I feel like this is a butchering of uh, what that game would have been. Like, they just signed, uh, okay, we're scrapping Visceral Game. And uh, Amy Hen Henning, or, um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and have respawn finish this game and do it their respawn way, and they just decided to take the assets and and make this. Well, I don't know. I'm not impressed at all by this. This is like a very weak version of Uncharted Four. That's what it reminds me. Of. Yeah, as uh, as many people in the community said, combat looks pretty clunky. Um, you know, uh, this is another game where you play as a Jedi, so that's immediately boring to me. Um, that's kind of why I like the idea of Ragtag, because it was one of the few Star Wars games where you actually play as something that's not Force-sensitive. I mean, honestly, the combat is very Sekiro-like. I was It's not Souls-like at all. It's not as clunky, or it's not as slow, but at the same time, it's not as fast. As you know, as how other if it's supposed to be an action game, it's kind of slow. It, so I'm not the only one who sees Sekiro during a fight, am I? I mean, it's kind of Souls-like in a way, but it doesn't. It definitely not go for the difficulty of Souls games. No. Oh no no no. Of course not. You're a Jedi. You can't you can't be losing fights. <laughs> I just I don't I don't think this looks like very particularly fun to play. It looks linear. Um, Which is the weird not thing. That every, no, well, not that every game has to be you know, open or whatever, but it, this looks way too linear. Like Final Fantasy Thirteen Corridors linear. I'll fight you. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, it's just kind of. I'm not impressed. I'll probably get it. Um, because I like Respawn. I like what they do. I just wish that uh, they were making a Star Wars game that, you know, Respawn would actually make. So, like, you know, uh, a Stormtrooper game or something like that. Mm. I don't know. It, it, se it seems weird for a lot of melee combat and Force-sensitive stuff. Eh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I think we can all agree. Kind of meh. And uh, I think from that we'll move on. Um, so there were a couple leaks uh, for the Bam, uh, Bandai Namco uh, panel at E3. Um, I think probably the big one that I'm excited for is uh, Tales of Arise, which is the newest game in the Tales of series. Uh, and there's a bunch of screenshots and stuff that were leaked. Oh my god! 
it looks um, gorgeous. Well, I, I don't know if I would go that far, but it, it looks like it's running on a modern system instead of being a generation <laughs> behind like all the other Tales of Gains besides Vesper. And, uh, I mean, it looks really good. Uh, it looks like it's a higher budget Tales of game, and that's exactly what I think Because I'm speaking for everybody here. I just hope that the story is, like, at least half as good as Berseria. Yeah, and it's running on Unreal Engine 4, which I don't think the other games are. Are they? I don't think so. they don't seem like they are. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I think they were using some other engine for that. And they've had a lot of time to develop it. this. It's not like, uh, like Brasilia, where they were just pumping them out. Right. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a big, a big thing for the Tales of Series. I think this game is gonna gonna kill it. It's gonna be one of the best RPGs. Yeah, I I agree. This is definitely hands down. If it, just based off screenshots alone, this is a day one buy for me. Yeah, I'm definitely pre-ordering. I don't care. I don't care what news comes out about it. I'm already pre-ordering. Right. Uh, the other leaks uh, for the Bandai Namco is the George R R Martin. Uh, game that was built alongside with uh, Miyazaki over there at them there uh, from soft uh, it is called Elden Ring I'm pretty pretty excited for this too yeah it's a I mean it's an I I'm not gonna lie I'm a bit disappointed because FromSoft makes armored core and I love my met games and armored core is one of the best ones and so I've been waiting for a new Armored Core game for a long time, and uh, you know, just just knowing that I'm st- I'm still far away from a new Armored Core game just leaves me a bit disappointed. But at the same time, you know, I haven't disliked a uh, FromSoft game uh, other than I guess I wouldn't really say I dislike Bloodborne. I'm just not into it. So, uh, chances are, I'll like this. Sorry about that, guys. Um... But yeah, not much is known other than the name. So, I assume that they will actually uh, give us more information once the uh, conference actually starts. It's Nor- Norse Mifaud. Is it? Yep. Well, alright. That's actually pretty exciting. Now, there was one announcement that wasn't that exciting to yeah, uh, Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch is getting a remastered version and a port for the Switch, which I don't know why you would not bring the remastered version over to the Switch, but whatever. Uh, they're okay. I mean, I'm not too excited about it. I wasn't excited when the first game was announced. I never actually played it, and I didn't really seem to actually want to. I, I never played the first one, but the second one just bored me. I, I, it was pro, I was really hyped about it. I thought it was going to be a great game, and I was just completely disappointed. Probably the biggest disappointment I've ever had uh, as far as the game goes. It was a very boring RPG. There, nothing about it was particularly bad, but it was just not a great pack. All right, on to the next announcement. Now, wait, oh. I'm just curious. Do you guys think the, these leaks were intent? Do you think it was an intentionally leaked because to to get hype before? 
I mean, there's a good chance of that. But yeah, the 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 week before E3 has always been leak week. So uh, you know, I think at this point, most people just accept that their stuff is going to get leaked, and I imagine they make it a lot easier at that point. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I figured this is just because they probably wouldn't have gotten as much. Um, after all the big like reveals and everything, they wouldn't have got as much as uh, releasing this leak leak early. And they're one of the only like really major leak. There's another major leak we're going to talk about in a second, but uh, they're really one of the only major leaks so far. And the it probably would have got it probably got more uh, hype because of the leak than it would have been shown at a conference. Yeah. Well. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, speaking of leaks, um, Bleeding Edge. This is the new game that uh, Ninja Theory has made. Their first game under the Microsoft banner after they were purchased. Um, this is going to be a 4v4 arena fighting. Not a fighting, but um, kind of like a, a arena combat game. This is... In a, in a world where Fortnite exists, this is a very hard sell. I mean, it's not really uh, Fortnite-esque. It's more of, um... Uh, if you played Archblade, that's what I'm imagining this is going to be like. I don't think most people played Archblade. Exactly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have not. It, uh, it's more like Absolver. None of these games actually were really popular. I'd say the closest thing you could probably say for something popular is something like Smite or Over, but that's not really going to describe it too well. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I think it's weird for their first game under the Microsoft game to be uh, a Microsoft banner to be this. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in. It. I want to see what, how, where it goes. One sec, guys. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk about the next game. This is going to be the first and so far only exclusive for the Stadia. Um, this is Guilt. This was shown off at the Stadia conference. Um, this is uh, this is a game where you must help a girl named Sally navigate a world uh, that looks like shit went down in um, while she's looking for her cousin Emily. Kind of, when I first looked at the trailer, I immediately thought Coraline, but definitely not Coraline. I was thinking Carrie, personally. <laughs> I, I, like, I figured, like, near the end of the trailer, they would just show her going on, on like, a rampage. Yeah. But, no, it's just a, I don't know, a standard a child trying to avoid all the horrors around her. It's probably more Stranger Things than anything. Yeah. Alright. Well, uh, next game that was announced. Uh, another Tom Clancy game. Uh, this is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I assume this is going to be a sequel to Wildlands. Um, in it, I guess, you know, it's Tom Clancy. What do you, what do you expect? War crimes so and political statements so we were talking we were watching the stadia live and talking about it in uh chat and i saw like two seconds of this trailer and i'm like tom yeah <laughs> it, it was <laughs> pretty I, obvious I, I was kind of joking but 
why not being right? It's just so many Tom Clancy games. This is like more battle royale type game, I'm guessing. They didn't really tell us much about it. Well, it has a beta, so I imagine it's focused on multiplayer. And uh, from the trailer, it the, what little gameplay that we actually got, if you could call it gameplay, it was just a guy sitting in cover with like their teammates sitting somewhere else. Uh, it looked like four-person squadrons, so I'm going to say probably there's a good chance that this is a battle royale. As we don't have enough of those. Right. Well, we don't have a Tom Clancy one, so... Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. Tom Clancy needs to be in every game with a gun. Pretty much. All right. We will uh, move on to our next game here. Uh, this is called Get Packed. This is also shown at the Stadia Conference. Uh, this kind of looks like um, if you hired the characters in Gang Beasts to move you, uh, the destruction and carnage that would ensue. Uh, this is uh, kind of like a, a co-op physics game where you essentially just trash everything in a house. This looks like a ton of fun. It it does look like <laughs> it looks like mindless entertainment. It's wonderful. This is like a, a buy and play for like two days or three days and whatever, and have a have a blast. It's a it's a definitely a great co op uh, couch co op game, which I'm glad that people are still making those. I'm not. I don't have any real life friends. Well, neither neither do I. But I I, I imagine that the people that do very much enjoy this stuff. Yeah, I, but it, it has online co op, which is a good thing. Don't I, make a game with just couch co op anymore. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Overcooked. I'm looking at you, Towerfall, or whatever. All right, next game we got on our list is Sakuna of Rice and Rune. So I'm watching the trailer, and is it supposed? I'm getting a Harvest Moon vibe mixed with like platforming. It's it kind of is like um, if you combined uh, like Mega Man with uh, I don't know some cultivation game. The closest I would say is Harvest Moon meets more Mount. Yeah, that's a good one. There's also what? Muramasa. Hmm. I mean, that's what it looks like. Uh, this is from uh, Edelweiss. It's a Japanese indie developer. They made like Astro Breed. And this was, I know this was shown off like years ago at Comic Cat. I think we might have mentioned it as well on, a, on another podcast. Um, but I mean, I'm really excited for this game. I love Muramasa. And I like that this has uh, farming elements to it as well. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a solid game. It's um, yeah. probably not something I'll pick up just because I'm not a big fan of those, um, you know, games like Harvest Moon and stuff like that. But it looks solid. Can't knock it for that. Mm. Are you a fan of Marmosa? I am. I am. I. I don't know. You might. You might like it. I think the combat looks great in this. Well, find out. A lot of great stuff coming out. So, I mean, I encourage people to look around for that if you're interested in that. Look if your favorite game is coming out with new deals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, I think we've been going on for about an hour and a half now, and the Microsoft conference is going. So, I think we're going to call it here so that we can catch the rest of that. Yep. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, swinging by if you did. 
Um, I would like to remind members of IGC that there is currently a survey going on, our mid-year uh, mid community survey. Uh, just, you know, take like five minutes, fill it out. We'd appreciate the feedback. And we also have a community meeting coming up. I believe that's on the 21st. Yep, and we have a special podcast episode coming next week. We do. Um, we haven't decided on a time yet, um, but we will get that in the announcements. We'll let you know, and we'll be discussing the highlights of E3 this year. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And the very ugly. <laughs> so, uh, once again, thank you all for you know coming out. Um, I'd like to thank AI and Richter for coming out here, too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.